you are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. hear the crickets. No, literally, I can hear the crickets. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. Nothing like being awkward and I'm the best person for that. Um, you know, actually, sometimes, do you ever get like weird things happen like that you think about in worship? Does anybody else get that? Yeah. Okay. So, do we normally sing <laughs> to people that we love? Like, in real life? Do we? Oh, no, in real life. Like, I know that Greece is probably a very true representation of life. But in real life, like, I actually don't think that I probably have sung to my husband. He sang to me. He serenaded me. But, you know, so it's almost like... <laughs> he did. He did. Youth camp oh, in the 90s. <laughs> That's why you send your kids to youth camp, get a good husband. Um, anyway, anyway, like this got nothing to do with what I'm speaking about, but it's just like a little like icebreaker, just let you into what happens in this brain. And it was like worship is kind of like being in a musical with God. Right? You know, like there's a bit of talking, there's a bit of dialogue, and then everybody just breaks into song and knows exactly what to sing at the same time, like like a flash mob. Well, you know, I mean, generally we all kind of know, yeah, right? Anyway, so, okay. All right. Okay. And I do love musicals, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So... Let's get into it. Um, you know, s- scrolling through, like I love looking at all that kind of trivial stuff and just those kind of um, just information that's not really good for anything but it's just really cool stuff. And so I um, was scrolling through and I saw this picture. Can everybody see that? Because I'm going to use a lot of like the screen today. So, if you need to see it, you might need to get up and move, like, yeah, to where you can see. So, <laughs> I came across this picture and it fascinated me because, well, not only the wording, the wording itself um, in one of these things I was looking at says it's one solid sculptured object that is created from many smaller branches. Like, and it just stuck in me. So if you have a look, oh look, I've got I've got like a power stick. Is it going to work? Oh, it doesn't work on there. Ugh. So it's a cross section of a hedge. If you can see, like there's green all around the outside, and then there's these one central branch, and then lots of branches. So oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So and it just fascinated me how you know we look at things and we see a lot of a lot of times we just scan. 
Like we just look and go, oh, okay, that's a building. But we don't think about the intricacies that are inside the building or what's happening in the building. We just, or, you know, like we're, we're on, on a school property. We can walk past any of these classrooms at any given time and go, whoa, I don't know what's happening in that classroom, but I'm running away very quickly. It's probably my classroom, you know. <laughs> I tend to get those bouncy children, we like to call them. Just need that little bit of like... I don't know, extra love, you know, but you look at that and go to an outsider, they go, whoa, she's got no control of that class. Actually, most times I am in complete control, but it's busy noise, you know, or there's things happening. So we tend to scan things. Um, so my key scripture today, actually the title of my message is called This Vine's Gone Viral. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I I am one of those people just saying that I do like, um, you know, like to be supported and make sure that I'm what I'm saying is just not like this is all in your head, dude. Like, so I do need a little bit of encouragement. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. John, John, fifteen, verse one to eight. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now that sounds like I've read over that and I was, you know, even preparing this, I've been singing like the old songs that I learned under the pews and, you know, like, but I, unpacking this was like, wow. I love how God takes the natural. Well, he made it anyway. And then, like, I just love how there's that um, relationship between what you see in the natural and he shows you something and then he goes, I'm just going to reveal myself through this illustration. So, yeah, I, I hope it does for you what, it is doing for me. So let's unpack it together, as 3P would say. All right. Oh. That one. Okay. Firstly, the very first thing that is said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Now, I remember in the 90s, there's a, a movie... It's called A Walk in the Clouds. Is anybody else familiar with it? Yep, yep. It's one of those, you know, you just go to and can watch and watch and watch. Um, Keanu Reeves is in it and, you know, it's just a beautiful uh, love story that doesn't start out as a love story. It's just, you know, worlds collide and, um, you know, it ends very beautifully but not without you know, some friction and storming off and, of course, you know, a big fire. But um, there's this one part right at the end. Oh, 
Yeah, that's all right. It's a spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched it, you'll want to watch it after you've heard about how good it is. Um, so Keanu Reeves' character returns. So he's, you know, interacted with the family and then there's been some tension and he's gone away but he's returned. And he meets with an angry and drunk Alberto, which is the, the love interest's father. Very, you know, old world, old school Italian patriarch of the family. And, of course, this argument leads to a disastrous fire which destroys their whole vineyard, their livelihood, their family business. Everything that they had cultivated as a family is gone in this one fire. It was something that probably could have been, you know, avoided. So, this all happens, but then... You know, true Keanu Reeves style. He remembers there was one plant that came from the old country. And that's the plant that they used to plant the whole... Oh, it's not very good lighting. but So, basically, Keanu Reeves, the grandpa, the girl, and he's holding what looks a bit like a, a rock. But it's, it's actually the original vine that the whole vineyard came from. And he presents this to the grandfather and he says, he says, this is the original one. It's not lost. We can do this again. And so, you know, he's welcomed into the family and, you know, he, they all live happily ever after and then the credits roll. You know. <laughs> now, going back to the fire, have you ever felt that you've lost everything you've worked for? Job did. I know that we all have our own stories. Can you imagine if any of our stories were put in the Bible for every single person across time to read? <laughs> mm. Okay, so we're going to do that about Job. <laughs> there lived a man named Job. He was blameless and upright. He was the ultimate role model. He revered God and avoided evil. He had a big family. Um, Satan comes to God and goes, oh, I'm pretty bored. I've got nothing to do. Got something for me to do. <laughs> That's, of course, the Tanya, like, you know, paraphrase. <laughs> and, then, and then God says, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no man like him on earth, blameless and upright, who reveres God and avoids evil. Let's just pause there. That's a whole thing. God is saying that about Job. God is saying that about Job. Imagine if the God said that about you. I mean, have you considered, I don't know, anyone here? I don't want to say my name because I don't want to bring that on myself. <laughs> It's been one of those weeks where I've actually said to my husband, Has, have you prayed for patience? Have you prayed for higher levels? Have you prayed anything that has brought some of this trouble on us this week? Did you? I, don't th I think you might have ran away. Okay, no. No, somebody else. Has anybody else prayed for us to go to new levels? Because, you know, just stop it. For, just let us breathe. <laughs> anyway, so... Blah, 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 that all happens. And for most of us, we know the story. So God's like, 
I've got this guy, Job. He is, you know, can't break him. Can't break him. So what does the enemy who comes to steal, kill, destroy, what does he do to Job's life? Steals everything in it, kills everything in it, destroys it. Because that's what he does. And he was given free reign. But, you know, I don't want to read it all because it's like, just, just read it. Read it in Job, okay? And then... Even it comes to the point where, you know, he loses his whole family. He loses his farm, his animals, his livelihood, not unlike, you know, the the vineyard in the story in the Walk of the Clouds. And then he gets like, like so sick and he gets boils on his like skin and he's just, you know, it actually says, (laughs) it says, his leprosy was so terrible that he took a broken piece of pottery to scrape himself. Like he couldn't even like scratch it. Like just yuck. And here he sits in among the ashes and his wife, gracious, supportive wife says to him, are you still holding to your piety? Curse God and die. (laughs) But he said to her, you speak like a senseless woman, although I love you. (laughs) We accept prosperity from God. Shall we not accept misfortune? In all this, he said nothing wrong. Like his closest friends are like, dude, there's obviously something going on in your life that you're getting all of this. He's like, no, God is God. God is good. No, it's fine. God is good all the time, all the time. Thank you. You know, there's a whole like... um, dialogue that that he says and and you know he's crying out it's his prayer and he's crying out to God like it's okay to cry out to God and it's okay to say hey what's going on um just not like you can go is there what what's happening like if you ask like that rather than you did this to me you know I don't want to be known as the person who cursed God anyway so He finishes by saying, I know you can do all things and that nothing with you is impossible. When I was complaining, now I'm still paraphrasing, when I was complaining, you know, it made no sense. But basically, but my eye has seen you. And so I despise what I said against you. Well, not against you, but in my complaining. And I repent. This is where it gets great. Then, then. Can we all say then? Then. Then Jehovah gave back to Job twice as much as he had before. And Jehovah blessed the last part of his life more than the first part. He was already successful before. And he had 14,000 sheep, like a a lot of livestock. His family was restored. And after this, he lived 140 years. He lost everything. Everything, just like in that fire. Let's go back to that fire. Imagine that. You are watching that. That is literally your life. (laughs) I felt like that about a year ago when I was looking at my house and my car and my house and my pool and everything smashed by biblical-size hailstones. Like, that was pretty, pretty awful. We're like, I don't know. Do we even have... I don't know. Everything gone but 
the vine dresser cares for each vine. But the vine dresser cares for each vine. He nurtures it. He prunes it just the appropriate amount at the appropriate times, fertilising it, lifting its branches from the ground, propping them up. It literally says in the Bible that God is the vine dresser. It actually says he is the vine dresser. Google told me what a vine dresser actually does. And it's like, whoa. He cares for each branch. Not just the big branches over there. Not the ones that are directly over there. Not the ones that are directly, you know, or seem like the strongest vines or the strongest branches. Each branch. So when you come back to the original vine, just like he did in the story, and let the vine dresser nurture it back to health so that you can start producing fruit again. See, Job didn't just go, you know what? It's my lot in life. It's my lot in life, okay? I'm just destined to live like this life of misery. That's all right. God's still God and you're still good, but I'm just going to accept the boils and, you know, everything over here. No, no. It's about coming back to the original vine. It's about saying, no, God, you are good. I want to start producing fruit again. Every branch, this is the next part of the verse, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Why is it important to prune a young tree? Now, this word is very important to me because over the years, I've had this word spoken over me so many times and (laughs) I'm going to be real. It's hard to be a pruner, especially when you don't like confrontation and you run away from it and you hide from it and you go, "Mm, I'll just like... Yep, deal with that another time. And then she explodes and then like she should have just pruned when she had to. <laughs> so why is it impro- important to prune a tree? Now, I've done some research. This is where you know that it's actually a word from the Lord because I don't garden, okay? I'm not a gardener. I don't do outdoor work. Do these hands look like outdoor hands? No, it's just, it's just not my thing. Like, some people really, really love it and they talk about gardening and they love it. I work with somebody who loves it and I just, it's just not my thing. There are things that I love that you're going, oh, do you love that? Oh, okay, like musicals. You know? (laughs) But (laughs) if I have to do research about something that is not my thing, then God's obviously all over this. So... Forgive me for those of you that are actually gardeners who know this stuff already. Like, just, just relate it back to what, you know, to the verse and all, all of that sort of thing. So, you prune and train a tree when it's young so that you prevent the need for correct, corrective pruning later on when it's harder. It's important to create a framework of primary branches while it's still young, the tree. And then they scaffold the branches and the structure builds on top of that. But it all starts with that primary structure. Pruning keeps your trees healthy. It involves cutting off dead, decayed, infested or infected excess branches 
And if this isn't done, the rest of the tree will actually become infected and it could ultimately kill your tree. So it's pretty important. Um, it ensures that your trees are kept healthy. Um, proper pruning, I thought this was awesome, also allows more air circulation and sun exposure to penetrate deep into the centre of the tree. This promotes growth, balance and structural integrity. And, you know, sunlight is vital to photosynthesis. So sometimes in our human journey, this means we have to prune some of the negative stuff out of our life. And we need to expose ourselves to the sun, O N, sun, and his word. We need to let it penetrate deeply into our core, into our center for our own healthy growth, balance, and integrity. Anyone got dead branches lying around? Especially after the storms that we've been having, we have to clean those up. You know, but. Is there old habits that we need to clean up? The language that we use? It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, there used to be a time when a certain type of language was just not appropriate. It just wasn't, we just, nobody spoke in negative and harsh and angry ways. And, and now, like with, with, you know, it's even, it sneaks up in ads and it sneaks up in shows that we're watching, kids shows, attitudes, all of that sort of thing. But in Philippians 4 verse 8, it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Take that and get that into your core. Take that, like whatever is true. What, you know, five minute crafts, is that true? No, tried it, not true. Whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure and lovely and admirable, get that into your core. Sometimes we become so desensitised to the stuff that we are letting in that the sun can't even like, it's so dark. It's so dark. And I'm working in a space where I actually can have little people who can tell me very, very bad words, not even blink and use them in the correct way. Yeah, yeah. That is the world that we're living in. I'm sure it was like that, you know, in the across history, but this is our time. Let's get that into our core, whatever is true, honourable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Pruning encourages fruit production. <laughs> now... It's advisable to prune fruit trees in late winter to promote more growth in spring and summer so that the tree can put its excess energy stores into producing more fruit. So taking from that, pay attention to the seasons in your own life. Don't do your pruning during your busiest times when you're using lots of emotional and physical energy. You need to pull yourself away. You need to give yourself a little bit of winter to start pruning. Regenerate. We as a family aim to do that for a couple of weeks during the summer 
one, yes, for R&R, but also to plan for the new year. But remember, it is a season to encourage growth. Winter is a season to encourage growth. Okay? Bears hibernate, but then they wake up in time for spring. So, yes, self-care, absolutely. I'm a strong advocate for self-care. But if we all work together and are honest with each other and say, I know that we need to do that in our own family. It's like, hey, hun, I'm feeling like I need, like for the sake of today's message, a winter. I need to regenerate. I'm running on empty. I've, it's taken me something years to be able to <laughs> get to that point. He's not so great at it. He usually waits till I go, do you need to regenerate and refresh? You know? So, but if we're honest with each other and we say, hey, I'm running on fumes, I need a break. So, so that, not just that's it, I'm done, mic drop, out of here, no. Nah. We can't do that because we are a church, guys. <laughs> We're supposed to be promoting life. <laughs> we can't do that if we all lie down and die. <laughs> In the metaphorical sense. <laughs> you know, imagine, imagine how effective a church, the church, the church, globally, locally would be if everybody could do that and take time to prune themselves. Don't wait till your pruning is so far gone that you need a big clip <laughs> from people who are not very good at confrontation. <laughs> next. <laughs> the next part. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now, did you know that the hedgehogs call hedges their home? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? I just love, like, I mean, seriously, this is me preparing a message. Google. And then goes, whoa, God, you're awesome. Okay, Google, God, whoa. Meanwhile, he's like, there's another one for her. There's another one for her. <laughs> so if you can kind of see here, there's the branches, like this, the sticky hard parts of the branches. And the hedgehogs live in the hedge. Why it's called a hedgehog, I'd imagine. Now, they thrive on what also is in the hedge. So, you know, hedge and it's all tightly packed and remember that first picture. You know, there are mice, frogs, worms, caterpillars, slugs, toads, as well as plants and fruits that also live in the hedge. Like it's its own ecosystem. It's amazing. You know, we just think they're pretty. <laughs> no, it's a whole like sub-universe kind of thing. It's cool. Now, hedgehogs are an important indicator species, which means that their health is reflective of the hedges ecosystem in general. A decline in hedgehogs is likely to reflect a reduction in all the other inhabitants of that hedge 
abide in me and I in you. Like it's just, yeah, you're all going to have to go back and listen to this because I'm saying some stuff that people are going, is that just her? Is that just her? So the animals abide in the hedge or the vine and the health of the vine or the hedge is dependent on the hedgehogs. Abide in me and I in you. Mm. I am the vine, you are the branches. The second time that God said this. So that's him like saying, take note. They didn't have highlighters back in the day of the Bible. He has to say it again. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nearly there. Nearly there. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I mean, thank the Lord. Man, it's hard when you do stuff in your own strength. (laughs) And how many of us actually go, I got this. I got this. This is fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Wait, I'm not fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, save those tears for when you get home. (laughs) Let's come back to this. If you have a look. There is a clear and central, like, vine branch there. And then all the other ones come out from the side. Now, what I love is the green around the edge. Okay? All the branches come from it to create the green canopy. Now, but on the outside, what do you see? All you see is the green wall of the hedge. You can't see the branches. And yet each branch has been pruned to produce the brilliance of green. So every single branch has been pruned, but you can't tell. Oh, where's she going? Hmm. The branches cannot produce its foliage without being attached to the central vine. So, in its most basic form. Oh, <laughs> no, that's okay. I was like, oh, there's blue water. <laughs> I don't remember putting that there. <laughs> in its ba- most basic form, if all of that other, like, cool, interesting stuff, like, has just gone shoop, out the window. On the outside, so let's bring this to Live City Church. On the outside, together, we should show... Jesus. Okay? I can't see any branches there. I can't see which branch is attached to which thing there. And on the inside, we need to prune ourselves and allow Jesus' word to penetrate and provide the sustenance we need. On the inside... There it is. On the inside. The inside is where the sustenance is. Not the outside. The inside from that central vine. So let's bring it back to teach me as if I was five. Both inside and outside are Jesus focused. Outside is showing Jesus. Okay. And that means... Social media sprays, that means, you know, even venting. I just need to vent. Is it gossip or venting? Sometimes I can't tell the difference and then God has to show me later. Okay, real people. So 
the central vine. Are we connected? Are we connecting? Are we paying attention to when we need to prune ourselves? Usually, okay, so when we're praying every day, when we're journaling, when we're stopping, when we're listening to what he is telling us each and every day, that's like, oh, yeah, that was a pruning moment, God. Thank you for showing that to me. I'm just going to go and process and heal a little bit so that I can bear more fruit later. I want Live City Church to look like this and to be this when people see our logo. I don't want them to see, like, let's, let's deal with stuff in-house, man. <laughs> Tally's laughing at me. Can I invite you to stand? I'm just going to pray and seal that over us. So in your heart, as you close your eyes, I want you to see Jesus. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We don't like pruning, but we know we need it. We have tried to steal your glory by putting ourselves and our agendas first, but we stand here today wanting to be a part of your hedge. We want to be a part of that vine. We thank you that you sent your son so that we could come and be a part of that. And we want you to be our vine keeper. We want you. We love that you notice each and every one of us so much so that you want to take care of us. You want to prune us. You want to lift us up. You want us to be exposed to your sun and to the sunlight and all the nutrients that we need from you, God. Father, I pray that this illustration reminds us every day to be both inside and outside Jesus-focused. Amen. Thank you for joining Life City Church, and we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.